Did you really say that Heath Slater should be happy that he had apples spit in his face? Yeah, look at the notoriety of Yeah, I've had apples spit in my face from Carlito. You go home, you get a phone call from your friends and family. Hey, I saw you on TV. You know how awkward that is to talk about the fact that you got spit in the face with apple? Well, Carlito, look at his school. Nice talking to you. NXT, your boys always here, Notorious Nando and Larry Knight. Yes, Larry Knight in the house. Notorious Nando in the house. Word. In the house, like 90s pay-per-views. Ooh, dang, I, I like that transition. Do you, do you like the um, the Lucha House Party with like that Lucha House Party shirt? I do. It actually made me really happy. Like when I seen it and it like clicked, it was like, hey, that kind of looked like a wait, no, that's not. Oh, it, ooh, it is. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I did like that. I, I, I should probably buy the shirt when it goes on sale. <laughs> it'll, it'll. You got to give it a little bit more time because they're pretty hot right now and they only have one shirt. So. Oh yeah, yeah. That's it's true. gonna stay how it is for a minute. Once they get another shirt, and then the first one should really drop. That's true. Um. So yeah, thanks again for for tuning in. Um, I also want to kind of give you guys a uh, a chance to, you know, give us some questions if you have some questions. Uh, we recently opened up a new uh, email email account if you want to send us your questions. Um, yeah, anything about the show or any of the episodes that we are reviewed or about to review, feel free to uh, send us your questions at uh, halfkmail at gmail.com. Um, we'll also be putting up a, a AMA on our Instagram story. If you wanted to give us uh, any questions there as well, we'll we'll check them weekly and then uh, we'll pick out some of our favorites and, you know, answer them on the air. I love it. That's pretty cool. Feel free to just put the question out there and we'll both answer it together. Yes, exactly. Um, But yeah, if you have anything directed towards any anything uh, specifically for us, feel free to do that as well. But uh, yeah, I'm excited to answer as many questions as we can. Dope. All right, man. So we're going to keep rolling on and. we're going to go with episode three. Of course, this one is also just called NXT number three on the WWE Network. This is from March 9th, 2010 at the Key Arena in Seattle, Washington. I'm going to stop you right there and I'm going to go on an early tangent. All right, here so, we go. <laughs> check this out. So um, me and Jamie, my girlfriend, yeah. we went to Seattle, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, we stayed near the Key Arena. Oh, and, okay. Uh, so... We were out there. Just, I'm gonna have to talk about some recent stuff. So we were out there, like the week after there was a WWE show at the Key Arena. Oh, okay. And then like they, uh, the Warriors actually played at the Key Arena the weekend that we were oh, there. Nice. Like they were just up there having a preseason game against. I don't even remember because it didn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you know how like Kevin Durant, he got drafted by the Seattle SuperSonics, so like that was good for them to have uh, their guy back. Okay. The Warriors were hella raw. They had a WWE show out there. We go on this beer tour, and then, um, you know, we meet this dude. The beer tour driver was, or is currently, a training to be a wrestler. Mm -hmm. I'm going to gloss over that, but then I'm going to go right back to that, because that Raw that was at the Key Arena got, like, 
Elias the most heat ever. Oh, Elias okay. and Kevin Owens, they got really good heat from the crowd because they were talking trash about Supersonic. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's like a really sore subject. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in in two years when the Raiders leave, it's going to be just like that. When you go to Oakland and you make bad jokes about the Raiders, gotcha. leaving. like it's just going to be so sore. So whatever wrestler you're hearing this right now, whatever wrestler <laughs> talks trash about the Raiders, when they leave, you'll get some really good heat. Yeah. If you guys are in Oakland, I'll make sure to like run that clip. And, you know, run this exact clip that we're talking about right now in the future when that actually happens. Mm -hmm. So once the Raiders leave in the first show that they have in Oakland and you don't mention that, you fail. <laughs> like, that's easy heat for you if you're a heel. It doesn't even have to make any sense. Just yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah. Just do it. Because you, you got to think about, like, the legacy. Like, I mean, obviously, I don't know too much about Seattle's legacy, but comparing that analogy to us with the with the Raiders, like that that's that's pretty yeah. much what it is yeah, like, yeah man yeah. like that even watching that segment with elias and kevin owens on tv it was like whoa the crowd really absolutely hates their guts right now that's the one where like he like let it go for a while right? yeah they yeah, let yeah. that one go for a good while yeah, and, yeah, you yeah. Know, i feel like uh somebody in the back was telling him to milk it because like, uh -huh. the crowd was like you know just raucous and how like upset they were about whatever he said yeah it was like absolutely intense yeah but that is my little tidbit <laughs> on seattle on washington seattle. and the key arena nice kev it doesn't make sense you know it's like having a basketball team in seattle yeah from there um we get the video recap of last week's um episode they do a good job of like highlighting everything but the the thing that they put the most emphasis on was otunga and our truths like back backstage brawl mm -hmm. um which i thought was cool because like yeah like uh even though a lot of stuff happened like this is like the key point that they're, they're trying to get over at that point so from there our first match is Otunga and Archuf versus The Miz and Daniel Bryan. Then we get Matt Stryker, and he kind of recaps uh, kind of the same updates from, from last week about the, the rules and everything. But did you see David Otunga's tearaway pants still on the ramp when um, 
Daniel oh, Bryan and the Miz were making their way out. Like I, it was just right there. I think <laughs> Daniel Bryan walked around it. Like, oh, I did not see like, that. That's really good. Nobody went and picked up this one's like tearaway pants. Yeah, like, yeah. Wow. All right. That's they, cool. they usually do a good job of like clearing everything. Nope, like that. not that time. Um <laughs> So uh, then they do like a brief video recap of like stuff that's happening on Raw. And I had totally forgotten about like the the Miz. I mean, I knew that the Miz and the Big Show are like the current tag team champions. But I forgot that Miz and uh, Mo- uh, not Miz, uh, Truth and Morrison were a tag team. And that these guys were going to like face each other at, at the upcoming Mania at that point. It's kind of it's kind of cool seeing like how you mentioned like those like Raw recaps or just like even like these little tidbits of like what's going on in the overall wwe machine uh mm. but yeah like i totally forgot about truth and morrison being like a thing <laughs> hey it's crazy how like you know when we're watching these nxt episodes and it's like whoa this is the raw recap from monday but for us this is like this is a blast from your past oh and yeah it's yeah. like Ooh, what is this right now because like you know I, I don't i have no idea what's coming next from them so I'm yeah, like, yeah, Ooh. yeah and i think about it, i'm like wow did i watch this back today i know do i remember this <laughs> It, wow. it's always kind of crazy like if it's either nostalgia or just like really well like video packaging because mm-hmm. i think i think you're right like during that time like when i would see that actual recap back then it was kind of like white noise to me where yeah, like, it's like i don't care about this yeah but now when you kind of go back and rewatch it then you're like oh this, this is pretty cool like it does kind of like recap me on everything like that's but going this on our truth been looking the same for like 20 <laughs> years I like during his uh K quick days, like I literally the same. Same guy, <laughs> more tattoos, longer hair. Yeah. That's it. He I don't get it. Yeah. It just, you know, it doesn't crack. <laughs> it doesn't. From there, before the match starts, we get a mini in-ring promo from uh Miz. Uh the Miz is kind of just like going over Daniel Bryan's like win-loss record. He says if he's the weak link tonight, that um if he costs them their match, that he will do it whatever he can to like throw uh Daniel Bryan off of NXT. So he's kind of putting like that bounty over his head. Mm-hmm. Uh and you know, it's not an official stipulation, but like it's just more incentive for uh Bryan to do well tonight. Before uh once the match starts, then uh Daniel I thought that was pretty funny where Daniel Bryan wants to like handshake R Truth and then uh even though that they're both faces, our truth kind of gives him like an N64 gyration taunt, <laughs> like <laughs> as he's like trying to give him like the handshake. Yeah, that boy, that AKI man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, that, that's exactly how it went. <laughs> man. Um, from there, uh, Josh mentions that Truth had a uh, conversation with um, Otunga before the matchup, uh, saying that like him and uh, Otunga are on the same page now. Um, I thought that was pretty cool storytelling from the commentators, but uh, not sure if they could have shown this in like a video package or whatever. But like, you know, the live crowd at that point wouldn't have known that, especially after watching like that video recap at the top of like the show of like Otunga and uh, Truth getting into like that into that fight. Mm-hmm. Um, the crowd doesn't really have a resolution of like why these guys are getting along now when they were like arguing last week. Very true. Um, but either way, I like that they at least brought it up during uh, commentary. Cole says that Otunga has been quoting himself saying that he wants to rename NXT the David Otunga show and then uh, continuing to get his Google me catchphrase over at this point. Mm-hmm. Overall, I think, yeah, like Truth and uh, Otunga are working well as like a team. 
uh otunga does like this uh or i should say like otunga irish whips truth and then truth goes over the top rope and dives onto both uh daniel bryan and the miz before going to commercial break and i thought it was really well done and like same thing like this crowd was really really into like this pairing and like um was like super behind them throughout this match you know what like i'm i'm just kind of this match made me start to notice notice about like david otunga like they must either everybody is just so professional or they like him enough because everybody is selling for him oh really yeah yeah yeah, yeah yeah i they make him look like a million bucks yeah like that's what i've been noticing too like since like the first episodes like with the video package like obviously like they do a good job at doing all the video packages the these video profiles for all the rookies but i feel like they still gave a little bit more effort on otungas and then yeah with all these matches mm-hmm. that he's been having like all the guys that he's been wrestling with have been like really yeah helping him at yeah, that point dude, for sure like um you know david otunga he's not the the most perfect in the ring and he has his fair share of like botches, but he's you know mm-hmm. he's the most green. But one thing I'll really give him is that you can see how hard he tries. Like he'd be trying to move, he'll start to get gassed and blown up, and yeah, yeah. like he tries to push through it. But you know, like he's you know I like the effort that you. It's weird because like I'm watching this, and it's almost like literally like everything I wish I would have saw on FCW from these guys because mm, we didn't yeah, really yeah. have access to that like that. So. Right. Right. It's pretty cool. No, I, I totally agree. Um, from there, like, I'm going to call a uh, a K-breaker moment Ooh. here at the uh, 10.55 mark. You can kind of see uh, Miz and uh, Truth as uh, Miz has, like, a headlock on Truth. You can kind of see him, like, talking to him. <laughs> uh, like, you can visually see it and like you can kind of hear hear them uh pick it up a little bit on the mic as well but um yeah i don't i it was kind of weird seeing it from the two pros versus like you know uh, a pro and a rookie or the two rookies so i thought that was kind of weird <laughs> nice that was a good catch yeah uh from there uh otunga hits a nice power slam reversal on the miz when like the miz like jumps off the top rope mm-hmm. again like i think really like how you mentioned like the guys just helping Otunga like mm-hmm. with the spots stay within his skill set and don't make him deviate you know Otunga's gonna do his best to bump for you and I think it, you know they tried yeah definitely Miz actually Brian has the uh the heel hook applied and then the Miz tags himself in and then at this point like they start arguing again and then uh Truth comes in and takes advantage of like their their argument and attacks the Miz and then from there uh Otunga takes advantage of it and hits uh, the verdict, which is like, I think it's like a choke slam spine buster. On, uh, I think it's supposed to be like how Farouk used to do his spine buster. Right. Yeah, you're it's right. Just like it's like he tries to put a turn in it, but mm-hmm. you shouldn't with that. Yeah. Because you're since you're throwing him down with one arm, it. <sighs> he would have to really get his hand in the middle of their chest to make sure they don't like twist and bump wrong. Yeah. Like yeah. if he's going to, going to do it flat, he should just drop them straight back so they could just flat back bump. Yeah. And you know, they're not jacking up one side of their back. Like I get what he's trying to do, but maybe he just shouldn't do it like that. I think his feet in this positioning just, just off sometimes. Yeah. 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 Cause he, 
he did botch it the first time he did it on the first episode. Yeah. But but since then, like he's done a little bit better. But I do kind of notice that he's like doing it where like he's grabbing the opponent by like the neck and then like mm-hmm. re- releasing him in that way. Yeah, I, I just don't think. And then it's like, you know, his arm's not hella long. Yeah, so it's yeah, like yeah. The, the guy's like kind of bend with him if you're going to hold his leg. So it's kind of weird. Yeah. But I just don't think that it's, a, you know, from there, it's like that. If he just hits it like a lot just reminiscent of like Farouk yeah it would just be flat back and you could just toss him down it looked really good because Farouk used to murder people with that. yeah <laughs> uh so yeah he hits the verdict for the win at uh 10.04 um from there we get a post-match uh argument again between the Miz and Daniel Bryan more friction from there it looks like Daniel Bryan uh is about to slap him but just kind of like fakes him out but like like I said, like the crowd is really into this storyline between uh, the Miz and Daniel Bryan. Were like, even with that, like they were like popping for for like that moment, and uh, mm-hmm. and we're really behind uh, Daniel Bryan at that point. Hey, you know what's the craziest thing about this rivalry is that the more I look at it, the more I really agree with the Miz. Mm-hmm. But it's just the way he conveyed his message, the yeah, way yeah. he's saying what he's saying makes him a dick yeah but what he's saying is absolutely right yeah 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 because like, i look at daniel bryan and i'm like you're very arrogant yeah but i understand why but you know what you're not so much as the good guys you make it seem you are yeah i i like it like it, it kind of gives like both guys like that shade of gray that they always talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it's, it's just a lot of gray in yeah. here, like even from the early onset. Like even if you're just kind of watching it, looking at it, like wait a minute. Yeah. But he's where you want to be. Yeah, so yeah. You really can't be that mad at him. Yeah, because then like they both like yeah. I think you're right. Where like they both bring up like these really good points of like kind of like the point that you brought up in the last podcast where. uh you can play as many like street games, but like you're not at that like pro level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you play all the street games. You can play NBA Street all you want until you get drafted and playing the NBA. Like you're not a professional. Yeah. Overall, like I think they're still doing a, a great job at just like continuing the storyline. And it, it's definitely like where the crowd is like following it no matter what. Mm-hmm. From there, we get a, uh, a video recap of uh, Heath Slater. And then um, just kind of like recapping the the apple spit from the week before. Then it cuts into another uh, pre-recorded video of like Heath Slater talking about that incident. Um, I thought this was a really. I think I enjoyed this promo more than I should have. I guess <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. Heath Slater out of and you know I'm just comparing it from this from episode three. I think Heath Slater is like the most solid uh overall performer from all eight because because like he you know he's really solid in the ring he's solid on the mic but what he does compared to like anyone else even the even the pros is that he actually in this promo he actually does a very sly way of plugging nxt too where at the end of the promo he's like oh yeah i'm gonna get carlito and i'm gonna like do it here on on tuesdays at 10 p.m so he put (laughs) he puts in like a plug for the nxt product itself which is brilliant because that's what you're supposed to do supposed to do as a performer where like 
you do all these things, but you at the end of the day, you know, it's a business, too. And like, yeah, and it was the way that he said it that made it slick because it wasn't just like he paused. Exactly. Said, like, yeah, for nine ninety nine. Exactly. It was yeah. like he just threw it in there. Real smooth. Yeah. And Slater is smooth. Yeah. yeah like yeah. the more I see him, every time I look at Heath Slater, I'm like, nah, I like this dude. Yeah. 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 I really like this dude. <laughs> Uh, and then like I really like same thing the slyness of like normally when you say I'm gonna blow your mind because that's the catchphrase he wants to get in like uh, it's just hilarious to me and uh, I just like how he 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 said it where he's just like yeah I'll show Carlito and then he's gonna find out that it's gonna blow his mind like it's it's just perfect I I'm loving and I'm loving the fact that like he's undefeated so far mm-hmm. which is which is really good you gonna walk away from that's cool that's not cool to me at all and honestly, if I had an apple and he was in front of me, instead of me biting and spitting in his face, I would just chuck it like a fastball at 98 miles per hour and hit him right between the eyes with it. That's how mad I am. And honestly, NXT on Tuesday night at 10 o'clock, Carlito should know he better watch out because Heath Slater's about to blow his mind. From there, we get a uh, uh, NXT Did You Know fact. Did you... Do you, I totally forgot about these two, like these like little like facts that they kind of throw out there. I did not know what they were comparing to. I guess they're comparing it to like March Madness because that's about around that time. Yeah. In the month. So I'm like, why would you? Like, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. And then after that, then we get uh, another backstage promo with uh, Matt Stryker and The Miz kind of confronting him about the loss that they just happened. And uh, at this point, like Miz is just talking trash until uh daniel bryan comes and confronts him and then same thing like he kind of shoves him and then walks away i really i really like miz's facial expressions and like again like we just we're just complimenting the miz but like i can't emphasize enough like how he's going to be an amazing commentator but even now it's just like as a performer like he has like everything where like he has like the the mannerisms and like the facial expressions like down he's like a young Chris Jericho when like he's at his prime pretty much. You know what? Like it's pretty cool. Like kind of uh, going back to kind of like our background. Yeah. Like when you're in kind of in the know and you watch matches with somebody who's been in the know for hella long. And yeah. Pointing out little things like that. Yeah. It makes it changes the way that you like kind of watch wrestling. So like I, I really appreciate that you pointed out those little subtle nuances because mm-hmm. then it's like, all right, yeah, that's like, you know, some real game up stuff that you're looking for that like you because I know back in the day in 2010 watching The Miz, there's nothing about him that I like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I didn't like his hair, his face, his style. His finisher, his voice. Only thing I like from him, the fact that he said, "Awesome." Yeah, yeah, yeah. But other than that, couldn't stand that fool. I think, I think that was the same thing for me when I was like just a little kid and like hating like uh, like Ted DiBiase or something like that. Couldn't stand him. Couldn't stand him. And same thing with uh, Rick Rude. But then, like, yeah, as you get older and you kind of like actually are in the know and just like know like the work ethic that these guys do, you're just like absolutely love them. Like. Yeah, yeah. You're just like holy crap, like they work their ass off to like put guys like warrior and Hogan over and like never get the credit that they, they really deserve it. I know point. that's gross. You know what? Now that you really think about that, it's absolutely <laughs> disgusting. Like the, those two dudes, especially for them to be on top like that. Gross. Yeah. Borderline offensive. <laughs> then we get uh Justin Gabriel's video package. So going back to the point we were talking about earlier, uh, he mentions that like the fan or like, People 
call him like the poster boy. And he says it's because he thinks it's because like he's always smiling, which is ironic because like I went back and watched like the intro, the, you know, the intro to NXT. And when they kind of showcase like all the rookie and pro pairings, like he's like one of the only guys that doesn't smile. Yeah, like, I was like, wait, <laughs> man, you don't smile. <laughs> so it was, it was kind of ironic that he said that at that same point. Like, okay, look, Trevor Noah, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> and yeah, speaking of Trevor Noah, he does mention like he's the first uh, South African to be signed by uh, by the WWE. Exactly. That's exactly why I made that Trevor Noah. <laughs> uh i i did some research i was trying to find out like if there was any more uh apparently the only other one unless i'm i'm mistaken is uh what, leo kruger yeah leo kruger was yeah. like and he was like signed like pretty close after this oh so they was they got purged at the same time yeah yeah so yeah it was legitly like justin first but then uh kruger got signed like a few months after that so mm-hmm. um, and you know he just like officially announced his retirement oh did professional he wrestling yeah he's gonna like fulfill some uh dates i think through june maybe uh-huh and then uh mr leo kruger formerly known as adam rose is gonna be retiring oh okay yeah like um yeah obviously we're gonna get to that in the future with the uh the not the modern nxt but like the nxt once they started like going more of the fcw nxt hybrid mm-hmm. and then uh we'll talk about leo kruger a bit more during that era but mm-hmm. yeah i know exactly who we're talking about <laughs> um so then from there we you know even though i like the show like there was definitely a lot of backstage promos from there uh then we have one with hardy and gabriel and uh gabriel or i should say hardy was telling gabriel that he's he likes that you know everything that he's doing so far has been has been right I think Gabriel asked him like if he would have done anything differently, and Hardy says like, "No, you're you're doing the right thing. You're going and sticking to the plan, um, and that he's proud of him. That he's going to be in like his second main event." Um, and as soon as he was starting to also praise Barrett, then uh, Barrett and Jericho walk in. I I like this part where like Jericho is I think either sarcastically or just saying that uh, he tells Justin that he's like, "Oh, you you know you did." pretty good last week and gabriel is such like a baby face that he just kind of says like a genuine oh thank you kind of <laughs> so like he doesn't you can tell like uh gabriel isn't like the strongest on the mic but like it's it's it kind of helps him because like he's definitely over as like the ultimate like baby face at this <laughs> point hardy tries to do like jericho's catchphrase of like uh do you understand what i'm telling you right now but i think either like the crowd didn't hear it or just aren't as familiar with that catchphrase that Jericho says. You know what? I it did sound weird. I knew what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I feel like at that time with Chris Jericho, or maybe I could be wrong, but I could have swore he the thing that really got over was I'm the best. Yeah, yeah, in the world at what I do. Like that got more over than the um. Like, are you hearing the word? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like the same. Like you know, uh, cadence, but the other one just got over more. Yeah, yeah, no, and yeah, like I can tell he was trying to like mock him, but like no one really understood. But they no, were no, yeah, they they kind of dropped it there. That was like it was kind of an awkward exchange. It was like, hmm. mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, from there, like then we go back to uh, ringside, and uh, I did want to point this out because I I did like how uh cole mentions that he loves like this show like nxt in general because it it sparks old feuds between the pros 
and starts new ones between the rookies. I really like that insight. I thought mm. that that go, got over the concept of the show really well. That's a really good like TV guide synopsis. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. So from there, then we have Heath Slater versus Carlito. During the entrance, uh, Carlito kind of mocks Slater by saying like, uh, Heath Slater, uh, did I get that right? So like, he's like, kind of like belittling him at that point where like he's he doesn't even he's pretending not to even know like how to pronounce Heath Slater's name at that mm-hmm. point uh really good like he'll he'll work at that point um and that he says that you know Heath Slater should be proud that he got spat on because like he spit on like multiple like WWE superstars so like he should be he should feel honored at that point that uh that he spat on him I cannot wait to hear what Carlito has to say about he Slater. He Slater. Did I get it right? Is the name He Slater? I heard what you had to say about what I did to you last week. You should actually be honored that I spat in your face. Do you know how many actual WWE superstars' faces I've spat in? So instead, what you should do is ask me. No, no, better yet, you should be begging me to spit in your face again. Well, Carlito's got a point. What? From there, they they kind of start the match, and then they go to a commercial break. And then once they come back from commercial break, uh, they show like what had happened during the break, where Carlito tried to spit on him again, uh, but like obviously Slater had ducked at that point, and they kind of started wrestling. Um, I think Cole also mentions him as the one man rock band. I think this is the first time they went with that catchphrase. I think so too. Yeah, I yeah. got that. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, really <laughs> uh carlito hits i i have here that carlito hits like a nice big boot um and then of course slater selling it really well um from there uh carlito does look for his apple in the corner but uh i, I like how christian like and they did a really good camera work here where like christian like had already had the apple in his hand and just like tossing it up in the air so then uh carlito is like pretty pissed off and then uh from there, Kristen just like throws the apple to Tarver and then Tarver gets all mad. Um, then uh, from there, they do a roll up from the corner and then Slater reverses that roll up for his own roll up and gets the win at uh, seven minutes. I, I Same thing I have here where I like where um, he did that and like also kind of putting over Slater as a, a baby face is mm-hmm. where like he doesn't hold on to the tights. He just like does a, a basic roll-up and, mm. and doesn't hold the tights at that point. Cole also mentions during this match that Slater uh, likes that Slater want, or I should say Christian likes Slater because he wants to learn and has like a good ear to teach and that he's going to teach him. Mm. So uh, Cole does a good job of like getting over the concept again of like, it's really important for your you to succeed and get along with your, your pro if you want to actually make it and succeed with, with the show and stuff mm. like that. So, I really like that that insight and commentary at that point. Yeah, I like I like Heath Slater. He's he's easy to get behind. Like seeing him um, like win is like, oh man, yeah, good for you, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, keep it up, dude. And <laughs> it's like it's not like he's going out there and like you know hitting a big finisher to get these wins. Like he's getting you know he's squeaking by. He's you know getting some definitive wins. He's getting like different variety of like win types. So that's why it's like even more entertaining. Yeah, yeah. From there, then we uh, finally get Darren Young's profile package um, after three weeks. (laughs) 
So uh, it was kind of kind of basic. Like I think this one was probably one of the the weaker ones. Where like I didn't really really have anything memorable that came out of like this video package. You know what it is about Darren Young is the way he looks. Like if you turn your head away from the screen and uh-huh. just listen to what he was saying, yeah, it sounds really good. Oh yeah, like, yeah his yeah. voice sounds good. His he sounds confident and everything. But then you like look at the screen and you see what he looks like and, and then you can't like, take him seriously right you can't take it it makes what he's saying corny but like i think i looked away like while i was uh while the video package was happening because i think he looked stupid yeah and then i was like listening and i was just like man you know what i like what he's saying yeah 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 he just i like the way he said it it's just man you just look stupid yeah no i i, I actually agree with everything you just said because like i think you're right like he has really good mic skills mm-hmm. but it just didn't fit his character and i think that's probably why like i'm not connecting with him as much compared to like the other guys like mm-hmm. like an otunga yeah. or like a brian so from there then we go to the backstage promo with him and the straight edge society um punk is kind of you know still playing that thing where like he's ignoring him and not paying attention to him uh and then young is uh is kind of saying like oh you know how come how come you're kind of pressuring me to, you know, join the the straight edge society? And then uh, Punk makes, you know, some points saying like, you know, the first week when you you lost, like we didn't assist you. But then last week when we did assist you, you actually won the match. So he's kind of like trying to like manipulate him into like joining joining the straight edge society at that point, which is. Then do you say something like, man, why can't you? let me live my life i'm like well you know what now knowing what i know about darren young that sounds like a different whole different thing. oh yeah you're right I'm like wait a minute yeah 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 I, I didn't. this like the retrospect of this yeah yeah but putting them together is like great because yeah there's so many stories that you pull from there like whoa yeah yeah whoa whoa but yeah. then it's like if you're watching it live at the time super corny it's yeah yeah, like, yeah let me live my life the way i want to live my life it's like what is that life yeah alcohol and drugs like yeah, yeah. you're not really selling me right now you're right i i going back i i really like watching this season because because of those things that were like even though like they haven't done a really good job in the first few weeks of making the the concept of like the competition show of it they've done a really good job storyline wise with, mm. with all these characters like i feel like all the characters are getting a really good developmental like story for their characters and like the storylines between their pro and and their rookie and like stuff like that like yeah i think is really really good and like they you know back then you didn't really pay attention to it but now like just reviewing these like they're they're really good stories at yeah, that point. yeah. Like, oh now i know what y'all was really Either that's what they were trying to say to us, but it didn't convey well until later. Yeah. Or it just so coincidentally, by <laughs> happenstance, make more sense given these people and who they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, wait a minute. Yeah. This is very, you know, kind of like home hitting for these two people. Right, for right. Sure. So it's like, mm, I don't know if that was intentional, but it's. Dope. but it's but it's working it's dope. <laughs> yeah i agree from there we get a raw rebound and uh, another wrestlemania recap uh and then we go to our main event which is wade barrett versus justin gabriel um they kind of just yeah get into this match like 
right away. I think it's because of all the video packages that they mm-hmm. rolled out throughout the night. Justin Gabriel does like this really nice like hip toss reversal and lands on his feet and doesn't and then does like a sweep afterwards. Yeah, I thought it was, it was pretty cool. And then same thing like uh, Barrett does a reversal from one of uh, Gabriel's attacks and then tries to attempt to do the wasteland right away. I just like that transition on like how they did it and, and thought it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. He didn't scream, did he? Yeah, <laughs> that's the that's the sign, right? <laughs> you know, man, you don't do that scream, you know he's not hitting it. Yeah, uh, but then we get to like my favorite part, and of course I'm g- gonna recap this more on the our overall thoughts of the episode, but. We get to uh, Jericho yelling at the broadcast team during the match. And uh, I'm going to splice in the best bits here in a bit. But uh, yeah, I I just can't emphasize. I can't do it justice. But at the same time, like I, I really support this because like he um, he's he can he's kind of K breaking here, too, as well. We're like after he uh, says something like you can kind of see him like laugh a little bit. But yeah. You know, he just knows how hilarious like this segment is pretty much. It, it was actually great. I yeah, I'll get into that a little bit more. In my uh, overall recap of the episode, but I really highly enjoyed Jericho out there. Yeah, totally agree. Told me he wears his jacket to the ring, Josh. Uh, hey, look at this man. Look at the size of him. Look how he's dismantling Justin Gabriel. You see that? That's my influence. That's my influence. Wait, Barrett says the one thing he's learned about following the WWE. Methodically works on that back. He's taking out I the told, back. I told him. Uh, he's like a machine. Why That's you, my influence. Why don't you just join us on commentary? From there, uh, yeah, Gabriel hits the uh, 450 for the for the win at 350. I was going to ask you, like, what is your favorite 450 and where would you rank um, Gabriel's at this point? If I'm gonna say my favorite 450, Hayabusa. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> I, I forgot about that. But you know, I have to put because it was, I was really stuck between Hayabusa and Tuco Scorpio. Oh right, because right. like as much as Hayabusa had like a very beautiful rotation in a close kind of area, like, um. Kind of similar to Justin Gabriel's uh, Scorpio. He got some distance on his, too. Yeah, yeah. But I, you know what? I've always been very critical on Justin Gabriel's 450 because it's not a 450. Because from where he starts, his, like, he takes off is kind of parallel with the uh with the mat so he's technically only doing a 360. oh okay so i always docked him for points and i actually have him on like my not top 10 of 450. i gotcha like gotcha. i appreciate the different angles he could hit it from because i know he could hit it from a springboard and you know he, i've seen him do it he done it from a springboard like in the middle of the ring and he could do the uh and he could hit it you know pretty quickly without much setup yeah but it's like coming from a coming almost from a flipping background his technique is off mm, i see. He, like he'll like if you watch if you ever look at it like look at the way that he takes off with his head yeah, yeah. that's why his body leans forward oh. versus like if you look at sabu or like not sabu but hayabusa yeah. he gets his arms up and throws them forward it gotcha. allows him to like jump at the same time yeah, yeah and yeah. get that like 
full rotation to like really bring his ass over his head yeah, yeah, yeah. and get down and it's like it looks great every time i i can visually see it in my head now that you described it and like you're absolutely right yeah, yeah so yeah. like just looking at like don't get me wrong a 450 is always dope yeah, yeah but just seeing and knowing that is like it's like just those little caveats that get me every time yeah and yeah. you know what i feel I feel the same way about AJ Styles 450 because he's like a head tucker too. Like he starts yeah, yeah. from like the head and shoulders and tucks yeah. kind of late. But doing it that way allows you to get that distance. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was going to say too. Propel yourself forward. And then if you look at like those two guys kind of when they do it sometimes, yeah. especially AJ Styles, he always over rotates when he hits the mat because all of his momentum was going like flat and downward versus up and around yeah yeah, yeah. that's like the biggest difference two guys who jump flat and the guys who jump like at 45 degrees upward and get that full rotation like that's the biggest difference in like really uh polished 450s and like guys who just muscle their ways over right right and like i i like it too because like with at least aj it's more like an offensive move versus his finisher yeah so it, it makes more sense that it, it's not like a full on like 450 at that oh, point. Oh yeah, and then like Styles is not that tall. So like it looks like he has to put so much effort into jumping and propelling his body yeah, so it yeah. looks really incredible. Yeah. Like Gabriel since he like climbs the top rope and gets to stand there for a little bit, it almost looks like he's he's cheating us from his athleticism. Right. I know he could probably hit it a lot cleaner cuz I think he cleaned it up later on in his career but like earlier on it was just like a lot of just forcing himself over into that front loop. Right. No, that makes sense. Um, so from there, uh, then we get a post match thing where like Jericho comes in and attacks again. But yeah, that pretty much closes up that episode, but I really enjoyed the match overall. It's you know, kind of short, but it it did its job again of like just storytelling and everything. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah. That was pretty much the episode. So um, what are your overall thoughts again before getting into the categories here? Overall, um, you know, as much as I really enjoyed the the Barrett-Gabriel match from an entertainment standpoint, like in, I guess, just like kind of action and then the finish and then Jericho out there, from a storytelling standpoint, I really liked Carlito versus Slater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then like, you know, like I said that, Heath Slater is the type of guy who's very rewarding to see win, but like he's also very great to see get beat up and like you know taken through the through the trenches a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So like I I really enjoyed that match from like an overall standpoint. Um, the best finish of the night came from neither of those matches because I went with Justin Gabriel's four fifty. Like like I said, man, the four fifty is always dope. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like seeing it, like I just it's just a move that I love. So that's probably why I'm mentally so critical yeah on yeah. like how it's executed but just overall like i love seeing it. it don't matter who's gonna do it i'm gonna love it regardless yeah nice um yeah i think i'm on a similar boat there so yeah for for commentary i gave it a four this week because i think they did an amazing job this week of just like getting over like the the concept of the show more mm. um i I wrote down that I think both Michael Cole and Josh Matthews uh, by week three have found like, or at least starting to find their groove together as like a broadcast team. Um, I really like their chemistry between each other where like they're bouncing off and really doing a good job of storytelling 
and developing each storyline within the show um and yeah just really incorporating more of the rules and like the the pros vote that will happen later on then um yeah just like the interaction with with jericho at the end i'll I'll talk about that more in the entertainment uh category uh for matches i gave it a three because like i think overall like the matches were all really good but i don't think uh any of them were like particularly like standout standout to me i gave it to it was close i i think i was on your same boat where like i was either picking between um slater's match or um the tag match that won match of the episode for me which was otunga and truth versus brian and miz Mm. i think i just liked it because of like again like the chemistry between all four guys and then the crowd again just being really into it i can't remember if this is i'm pretty sure this is like tape after smackdown at that point but it might have been too just because of like the crowd being like really hot after taping smackdown and they're still a little bit fresh and then um the other matches for me yeah like the honorable mention is just the other matches on on this episode because they were all good but i think because the crowd had started to like die down a little bit from like exhausting or just being tired that um i think the first match really stood out to me the most Mm. production you know i think now you know we're just getting to the norm the video profiles for the other rookies this week you know well done to me my favorite thing was the the slater promo of recapping the apple spit i think that was really good um and then for me yeah like i gave uh entertainment a four this week because i think i really really enjoyed this episode the most out of like the batch that we're doing on this podcast mm. i was really easy to watch this episode um the crowd yeah was like really into the match the the tag match i, I just mentioned and then all even though there was a lot of like backstage and entrance promos i think they were all really well done mm. and just like were really entertaining and really progressive stories and then um for me yeah like it's just the miz and daniel bryan that story is really like growing more and more with each episode and like the crowd is like really buying into it in this episode dope yeah okay so for commentary i actually went three Mm -hmm. because i was really into i thought it was average but probably because i was really into a mood of watching matches yeah yeah, like i I really kind of tuned out the commentary and i just got really into watching the matches which is weird because i only gave the matches three yeah but for some strange reason like i just was really enjoying everything about it um i thought the production was also a three so it's like everything is pretty average to me yeah but i was highly entertained so i gave like the entertainment of it a four yeah yeah like something about just everything that maybe it's because like everything was kind of the way uh kind of the way you want an episode to be Mm -hmm. it just did everything it needed to do you had your video packages you had your matches they weren't bad yeah yeah and you know it was just it was a like you said it was a very easy watch yeah i yeah i just kind of like sat there and just vegged out and watched it and then it got at the end of it and i was like wow you know what i enjoyed everything i saw yeah um yeah so i i agree and uh yeah with our combined scores it it also came out to a 3.4 which is same as uh, Ooh, episode two so kind of interesting I, I think our numbers were in different spots but like it kind of averaged out to the, the same mm. score as the last one so for for now i think yeah episode two and three have done a really good job uh, at uh overall 
Nice. All right. So uh, for the next episode, which is episode four, um, we actually have something pretty cool. We have a uh, a match that's uh, gonna break the longest match in NXT history. Maybe, maybe we'll see. Um, and we also have the first non-rookie slash non-pro to uh, to get in the ring next week as well. I I won't say who, but uh, you should tune in to uh, find out. Matt Stryker. Mm, is it Matt Stryker? Mm-hmm. It might be. Either that or Josh Matthews. Ooh, it could be. Think oh, about it. Or it could even be Michael Cole since he's starting to get pretty mad, you know? Mm, think about it. He's finally going to take his frustrations out on Mr. Brian. Yeah. All right. So that ends another episode. Um, make sure to always uh, check us out on our social media links. We're available on YouTube and Instagram. And we also are, of course, on uh, Podbean and SoundCloud. And uh, yeah, just follow us at, uh, at our social media to get the latest updates on future episodes and just extra content that we have along the way. Um, make sure to follow our parent company as well at Grow Campus Grow. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have more updates there as well. Hey man, I feel like Podbean need to be giving us a shout out because speaking for myself, I never heard of Podbean before we started using it. So shout out to them. But I feel like we're going to put you guys on a whole nother platform oh, yeah. as well. Cause nobody heard of y'all. No <laughs> offense. But shout out to Podbean. Now, now we're going to get thrown off the air. <laughs> And once again, just to remind you guys, we are going to be opening up an Ask Me Anything mailbox. You can hit us at halfkmail at gmail.com. Once again, that's halfkmail at gmail.com. Like, you can hear it in my voice, and I'm trying not to laugh because I was trying to tell myself not to say halfkmail at jmail because it rhymes. Yeah. It's definitely at Gmail. The usual Gmail that I'm pretty sure you have like one or multiple accounts on. So just keep using that same one. <laughs> yes. Uh, that closes us out. We'll, uh, we'll see you on the next episode. And thanks for uh, checking us out. Yeah.